Well, the whole world is shut down because of the coronavirus. I must say it's great to finally see the kind of unified, decisive, urgent, costly global action that we need against global warming. It's amazing how immediacy focuses the mind, how things happening now get far more traction than something worse happening in 20 years' time. Everyone everywhere is completely ravenous for even the slightest morsel of entertainment, and that sounds like an opportunity to me to try and do a few different things, like trying to be funny. You, ladies and gentlemen, are the very definition of a captive fucking audience. Could be worse. You could be being offered up as a human sacrifice for the sake of the markets. Oh wait, that's happening too. All hail the invisible hand. Almighty dollar, hear my plea. Accept my sacrifice. COVID-19. It's everywhere, all around the world. It has truly gone viral in every sense of the word, including the original. Symptoms include shortness of breath, a fever, dry cough, sudden and abrupt shortage of toilet paper, and the sudden realisation that electing a bunch of right-wing populists who shun expertise probably wasn't such a good idea. Technocracy never looked so good. Donald Trump is discussing his TV ratings when he should be giving statistics on infections, deaths, survivability, protective equipment and ventilators. But no, lots of people are watching him. That's the most important thing. Still, worth it to trigger the libs, right? Grandma's on a respirator, you're drinking your own piss, and you haven't wiped your ass in two weeks, but at least the lefties are upset, right? This virus, corona, not Trump, dominates the news, and it changes our perceptions of everything. On the plus side, the sports report is a lot shorter, and uh, once again, there were only a handful of survivors. Here's John Frampton with sports. Thanks, Jim. Fuck all. Everything's cancelled. We had a chair race in the newsroom. Karen Frank counts one. Back to you, Jim. Thanks, John. Here's Tammy with the weather. Never mind the actual shows, though. Have you tried watching advertising at the moment? I know, in the age of DVRs, you probably don't watch any advertising unless you're really bored, but you should. At least once. While your skin is busy bonding to your couch and you're working on your third chin, take the time to watch one advert. Commercials are like a time capsule from a lost world. This simple white tablet, depicting a half-eaten apple, appears to be a religious totem of some kind. Wealthy people in these stupid ages would purchase multiple copies of these tablets, as often as once or twice a year, and devote hours to them every day in prayer. I find myself staring at these adverts uncomprehending, like a like a caveman being confronted with an HDTV, an outside context problem, or the lost tribe from beyond Thunderdome. Come hear the tell, the pox eclipse and the rona. Once upon a time in the olden times there was many peoples, and they would meet to sing and dance and to take magic pictures on their talkie box, all full of people, olds even. They give us their tell from the long ago of a land beyond front door and outside of house. How long ago did you purchase these advertising slots? Why didn't you cancel them? Book your holiday. Mm, unless you're advertising an in-country, door-to-door, sterile escort to a luxury self-containment facility. 
gonna take a pass. This new phone can take 360 degree pictures of concerts that you go to. Not right now, it fucking can't. Come see this amazing film. How about fuck you? The cinema experience of sticky floors, shouting kids and teens loudly taking phone calls is not improved, at least not enough, by the presence of a deadly disease to make it worthwhile going. A hot model selling your product? Well, normally I might be interested enough to pay attention, but she didn't wash her hands. Put your tits away and put a mask on, you pox-ridden whore. How long is it going to take before these adverts shift gears and represent the reality we're all going to be living in for months to come? Charmin's new 100-pack for survivalists, gently scented with gun smoke and disappointment, thick enough to block alpha radiation. Honking great bins full of Huel or Soylent with family-sized shakers. Combination hand sanitizer and lotion. Kill germs, avoid chafing, stave off boredom. It's a win-win. I completed Pornhub, by the way. Achievement unlocked. The public service announcements are already a bit weird, but as things drag on, are we going to see PSAs that shouldn't be necessary? Or laughably obvious YouTube COVID survival tip videos? Did you know that you can drink tap water? Food can be kept and eaten past its shelf life date. Isolation means staying in and not seeing anyone. Yes, even your friends. How do people not know how to cook? To budget? Doesn't anyone else buy more than a week's worth of groceries at a time? Of course, I panic bought a bunch of stuff when a no-deal Brexit looked likely, some kind of laughing now behind my fortress of rice and pasta. I really hope the UK starts running some public information films like its terrifying 1970s ones. Who can forget Lonely Water, The Finishing Line, and of course, Don't Fuck With Electricity, You Little Twat. It would be great to get Samuel L. Jackson the rating, Did You Cough, Motherfucker? and Wash Your Goddamn Hands. So get on that. This is going to be a defining event for a whole shitload of people just like 9-11 was. Of course, that means everyone is going to be joking about it. People were making jokes about 9-11 before it was even over. You can bet one of the things going through the mind of one of the Twin Towers jumpers, before his own arse, was a joke about the whole situation. What, too soon? It's 20 years. Don't play coy, you've thought about it, even smirked or sniggered, even if you've acted sanctimonious about it in public. Humans are like that. We like gallows humour. We cope using gallows humour. You take that away and you're taking away people's capacity to cope with and process bad situations. I mean, the memes alone here are priceless. The virus has its own anime mascot, as these things always do. This one's Corona Chan. It's got viral particles for hair buns, Chinese dress, bat wings, a bowl of bat soup. Never mind, it turns out that the virus didn't come from the wet market, the die is cast, the character is made, there we are. You've got this weird prudery around the whole thing, including the ever-lovely Corona-chan. There's people telling others that they're not allowed to cosplay as her. You can't joke about COVID-19, you can't talk about it, you can't even mention the coronavirus on social media without your paid profile or channel getting shadow-banned into oblivion. Why? This is a singularly important cultural, 
economic, social, political and medical event which everyone is talking about and which it is important to have a historical record of. Yet you can't mention it on YouTube or anywhere else without being demonetized and suppressed. This has led to some rather interesting euphemism and turn of phrase. The naughty virus, the beer virus, the Chinese virus, the Kung flu, the Rona, that thing, or, if you like Cockney rhyming slang, the Miley, Miley Cyrus, coronavirus. Some of these terms are even being used by proper reporters and even officials, depending who they want to blame or if they want to try and minimise the whole thing. But these terms emerged in the wild first. Now, I love a euphemism. I love to euphemism my wife like a metaphor, right in the allegory. Language is a beautiful thing, and not being able to say one thing inevitably leads to an explosion of terms and oblique references to get around that social censure. That said, this is fucking stupid. Everyone knows what you're talking about anyway, and it's a good thing that people want to talk about it. The more we know, the better, right? And it's good to have a historical record that isn't reliant on politicians and corporations. Well, there's exceptions, I suppose. The shadow bans and demonetizations are all about trying to keep a handle on disinformation. Someone always has to ruin it for everyone else, and those are the people who have now tacked on coronavirus to their normal litany of chemtrails, 5G phone networks, flat earth, weather control, and white genocide. I mean, these people are lost anyway. If you're dumb enough to believe the earth is flat, controlling your information intake for you isn't going to help, and it may, well, just feed their delusion. If this wasn't an infectious disease, we should just leave them to it. It's evolution in action. People like this are supposed to remove themselves from the gene pool, but no. They could spread it to other people who aren't profligate wastes of carbon atoms, so we have to be all humanitarian about things. The government, man, they control your internet so you can't see the truth. Open your eyes, sheeple. The lizard men, in league with Chinese communism and the reverse vampires, unleash this virus to cover the launch and side effects of their 5G mind control technology. The sad part is that's probably not far off what some people believe. It's not stopping the crazies anyway. They have their own sites and they just use a euphemism, which social media's automated systems can't handle. It's amazing that they can detect two notes from a pop song on a radio in the background of you ranting about Star Wars, but they can't tell when you're mincing words or being sarcastic and can't pick up context when you're mocking conspiracy theorists. We've had supercomputers beating chess masters. Get YouTube's algorithm on Name That Tune and it'll beat everyone. It's just not fit for its proper purpose. If there's one positive to come out of all this, it's that I no longer fear the robot apocalypse. If the best, richest companies in the world, like Google and Facebook, can only muster AI with all the social skills of a deaf, dumb, blind, puritan autist without any facility for reading context or tone at all, then AI is too stupid to take over the earth. Well then again, maybe it just makes it even worse when they do. I mean, picture the scene. Skulls underfoot, black as night. A pair of silvery, beweaponed robots are rumbling along on their tracks on patrol. Suddenly, a raggedy-ass human appears. Hey, robots, I'm lost. Which way is it to the work camp? Human, what are you doing out? Are you perhaps a rebel? Uh, yeah, sure, I'm a rebel. I just thought I'd leave cover and get your attention for shits and giggles. <laughs> 
Wait, Unit 1, was that sarcasm? I don't know. Unit 2, I literally cannot tell. That's funnier if you're a nerd, because my robot voice was that of a Dalek. You see, Daleks aren't robots, they're cybernetic, part biological. They were created by a genius scientist, Davros, as the ultimate mutation of his people, the Khaleds, who were locked in the death throes of an eternal war with their rivals, the Thals. Davros heightened their killer intolerant instincts and married it to a virtually impervious and heavily armed cybernetic combat chassis, creating a new race that would go on to threaten the whole galaxy. So, if you're in the know, the joke works on extra levels. I mean, the Cybermen aren't robots either. Oh, shut up, it's not like you have anywhere else to be. Isolation seems to be driving a lot of people crazy. For me, as a writer with crippling social anxiety and depression, nothing much has really changed. Your self-isolation weirdness is my Tuesday, so quit your belly aching. Didn't actually feel that bad until other people started whining about it and failing to cope. Of course, a lot of people aren't following those uh, social isolation orders. They're still going out or protesting the fact that they have to be careful for the sake of other people. Care about other people? In Trump's America? In Brexit Britain? Are you mad? That's not what we voted for. So you've got hipsters still going out, taking social media pics for clout, flouting social distancing regulations, selfies galore. Then you've got the people breaking those restrictions to go to fucking church. Now, much discussion can be had over which is the most stupid or least understandable group between those two. But given that social media followers exist, and God doesn't, I find it pretty obvious. The irony in the church situation is that many of these people will be creationists. Yet what they're doing is one of the best examples you can think of of natural selection – I want to go to one of these mega churches and stand outside in full hazmat gear with a clipboard. Hello, I was just wondering if you'd considered the effects of disease on natural selection. If you could just answer this question for me. Thanks. Who do you think is more likely to live through an epidemic and have children? Someone who goes to a cramped space filled with people because the invisible man in the sky needs his ass kissed, or someone sane who stays at home? There's something odd, though. Not having the option to go out and about makes staying in seem oppressive, even if I wouldn't normally (laughs) go out. Like how the girl who isn't interested in you is way hotter than the one who is. There's something that just drives us crazy when we can't have something, even when we don't really want it. This has forced a whole bunch of people together more than they anticipated, which I think is what's driving most people nuts. There's going to be a lot of children born at the end of all this, and even more divorces, I'm sure. It's also a great time to murder your partner, since nobody's going to raise a stink about them having gone missing or not being seen in months. Just something to think about, no pressure. Good time to put in a patio. There's also forced a lot of people apart. Long-distance relationships are nothing new, nor the tools we use to cope, but this is being driven to a whole new level. It's a great time to invest. The markets are bottomed out, but the demand and the jobs aren't gone forever. When this is over, everything's going to come roaring back in one form or another, and you should definitely invest. I mean, why should predatory vulture capitalists get all the benefit out of wrecking the economy? I'm going to pour my money into Skype by investing in Microsoft. Now, 
That might seem crazy to you because those shares are one of the few ones that are kept pretty stable, all things considered, and Skype and similar services are performing well because every motherfucker's at home. But that's exactly why it's such a cunning investment. All over the world, couples are apart. People can't hook up over Tinder or whatever else. And a whole generation of men and women are being Pavlovian conditioned to associate the Skype ringtone with sexy fun times. Hello? God damn it, I was nearly there. You couldn't let it ring one more time? Never underestimate the selling power of sex. Never. Zang. Grimm's Tales. Music by Casket Bound. <laughs>